Today's podcast is brought to you by my book, The Sex Spiral, Forgiven and Free from Pornography. The Sex Spiral will teach you God's design for sexuality, the triggers that lead to porn addiction, and how to exit the sex spiral with a purity plan for your life. You can order online at Amazon.com or any other retailer. Hey, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's show. The Dustin Daniels Show. Unashamedly proclaiming God's purity through His Son, Jesus Christ. Devoted to saving marriages. Dedicated to protecting children. Addressing sex with biblical truth and without shock value. You're listening to the intersection of life and lust. Call toll-free at 1-855-5-DUSTIN. And now, here's your host, Purity Pastor Dustin Daniels. They have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they love not their lives even unto death. They have defeated him, that's Satan, by the blood of the Lamb, that's Jesus, by their testimony, and that's the believers. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. It's Revelation 12, verse 11. You know, there is so much God-given power in your testimony. There's power and hope in your story if only you're willing to share it. Remember in Luke 8 where Jesus heals a man who was demon-possessed? And Jesus says, go back to your family and tell them everything that God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things that Jesus had done for him. The woman at the well in John 4, many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, he told me everything that I did. And when they came out to see him, they begged him to stay in the village. So he stayed for another two days, long enough for many people to hear his message and believe. And then they said to the woman, now we believe, not just because of what you told us, but because we have heard him ourselves. And now that we know that he is indeed the Savior of the world. And their belief in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, it began with her story. The story of a woman who was shamed by sexual sin. She was shamed by society. She was a nobody. She was used goods. And yet Almighty God used her in a miraculous way. All because the story she was willing to share. And today we have the unbelievable privilege of hearing an amazing story. A story of arrogance, of pride, of sexual addiction that turns into repentance, humbleness, and freedom in Jesus Christ. Stephen Kewen has been leading recovery groups, speaking at college campuses, and providing free online counseling through the Belt of Truth Ministries, 
ever since he got steamrolled by Jesus and set free from the chains of pornography addiction. His passion is to allow God to use the story of redemption in his life to encourage other men to seek healing through the work of Christ as well. Stephen, welcome back to the Dustin Daniel Show. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. You have written a book. It's called 10 Lies That Men Believe About Porn, The Lies That Keep Men in Bondage and the Truth That Sets Them Free. And, you know, before we dive into the specific lies in your book, tell us a little bit about your story and, and how this came about. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I grew up in the church and uh, it's funny because I was that guy that would sit there every single Sunday and, you know, everyone at church thought, oh, Steve's such a great guy. He helps with the youth group and, you know, he's just this upstanding Christian kid um, all the way up through college, um, ended up going to seminary for a couple of years. And, but what nobody knew is that whole time I was hiding this secret addiction to pornography and, you know, eventually that turned into a full-blown sexual addiction. And so I think that, uh, you know, in that sense, my story is just similar to so many guys that they think, you know, the whole time I thought, I'm the only one in church struggling with this, and so I have to keep it hidden. And I battled with that for uh, about 20 years. Mm. And then, uh, you know, finally through a, through a series of, of events, the Lord just basically made it so I had to deal with it. You know, my wife discovered my addiction, and uh, that just started a process of just, it was a really rough time of me continuing to hide and trying to control my life. But eventually, God brought me to a point where I really had no other option to trust Him. And I said, okay, here we go. You know, and when I stepped off that cliff and finally trusted Him, that's when everything changed. And then in the in the years since that, um, I just realized that, that these lies that I believe that were keeping me in, in bondage, so many other guys in the church are believing the exact same lies, and that's why I uh, realized through leading recovery groups and all that that you know I need to start writing this down because there's there's other guys that need to hear this and find their freedom as well. So, what exactly was your breaking point, Stephen? It, was it when your wife found out uh, about the pornography itself? Did she not have any idea what was going on as you guys were dating and in the early years of your marriage? Right, I kept it hidden for uh, our entire marriage for about six years. And she, she literally had no idea. I mean, she knew something was wrong. Um, but, you know, the thing was, the, the breaking point for me wasn't really when she discovered it. Because uh, in, in a weird way, like when she discovered it, that's when I finally, you know, confessed it. But I didn't confess everything. I confessed what she'd caught me mm. on, not all the details. Right. And so there was some sense of, of relief that came from that, knowing that I no longer had to hide that from her, although it did obviously just destroy her heart in that moment. Um, and But the breaking point was a year later. I mean, we went through we went through counseling, um, and she tried to figure out a way to make things work, but she just couldn't trust me. And turns out she was right, because that whole year, all through counseling, I kept telling her, you know, I've told you everything, I've told you everything. But then at the same time, I knew God, I mean, I was, I was still hiding from her. I told her about the pornography addiction, but not about the affairs that I had. And so that, that whole year, God kept just really working on me, saying, you need to tell her, you need to tell her. And the breaking point for me, like the turning point in my life, was when I finally told her everything. I knew it was going to cost me my marriage. I knew it was going to be, you know, the end of everything I was trying to control. But it was the point where I finally said, okay, God, no matter what it cost me, I'm going to trust you that you know what's best for me. 
marriage, and it was hard, and it was one of the most difficult things I've ever done, but it was also the moment where God became real to me, because that was the first moment where I had him as the Lord of my life, rather than me trying to control everything on my own. You write in your book that you came to realize that the true nature of your addiction was spiritual. It wasn't physical, and that you would really never be able to find freedom by yourself. And it's it's interesting because I've got the same story. It, it sounds to me like, you know, in, in through our secrecy and through our lies and through our addictions, we just continue to isolate ourselves. And how isolated were you at that time, Stephen? Oh, completely. I mean, nobody knew about about this. I mean, I think a lot of that was a product, a product of growing up in the church. You know, it's, we have a, uh, a lot of the churches these days just kind of have this environment where it's not safe to, to share these issues that, you know, you read all the time about pastors that get caught looking at porn and they lose their job and, and, and all that. And what that communicates is that, you know, if I'm struggling with this in a church, I need to hide it. And so I was very isolated. I would, you know, I was in accountability groups, but it was always, you know, we just kind of fake it to look like we we're being accountable, but sure. actually being open. And like I said, I hid it from my wife. You know, I had this belief that eventually I could become strong enough. I could get the right internet filter. You know, there was some method, some pattern I could follow that would lead to my freedom. And once I achieved that, then maybe I'd, you know, mention what had happened. But until I found freedom on my own, I had to hide it. And the unfortunate thing with that is, you know, freedom really started to come once I got into a recovery group, once I started bringing sin into the light, once I came out of isolation. So the very thing I was doing to try and protect myself, which was hiding, was actually keeping me trapped in the bondage. It's amazing, isn't it? We, we, we look at Scripture and we look at First John 1, 9, confess your sins to Almighty God, and it sounds, uh, you and I have a very, very similar story, and there are many, many other men that have a similar story just like ours, to where we are literally confessing our sin every day, every week, every time we sin, every time we act out. And that, and God is faithful and he has forgiven us. And yet at the same time, if you look at James five sixteen, he says, well, you want to confess that same sin to brothers because it's in the brotherhood where the healing begins. And it's amazing to me, Stephen, how listening to your story, reading your story, how once again, God's word is faithful and he is true that once, once isolation starts, that you isolation always leads to death. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and the freeing, the freeing feeling and and the spiritual awakening when you're in with some brothers who aren't just faking it, right? I mean, you you can't just fake confessing sin and fake trying to get healthy. You've really got to, you've really got to want it. Was there, was there something in one of your groups that actually uh, clicked for you, said, you know, I really do need to get real with this? Yeah, so the when I, um, during that year where my wife and I were separated, that's when I first jumped into a recovery group. And, uh, it, you know, looking back, it's kind of funny. My motives were totally wrong. I was going just as another attempt to show her, like, hey, look, I'm working on this. <laughs> right. um, but once I got there, you know, it was the, uh, the, the group I was in, they had a deal where the, whenever there's a new guy, Rather than going through the normal, you know, curriculum, they just go around the circle and everyone would share their stories. And it was my job just to sit there and listen. And these guys would go around the circle and they were open and honest about details in their life that 
never had heard anybody share on that level. And as every one of these guys shared, I realized, you know what, I'm, I'm not that different. I went in there thinking that I'm this whole different breed of sinner compared to everyone else. And yeah. then I realized, you know, we've mm-hmm. all got issues. And so by the time we went around that circle, that was the first time I felt like I was in an environment safe enough to share. And so I opened up and I shared with these guys what had been going on. And to be honest, I just ended up weeping, you know, because my marriage is falling apart and all this stuff. And these guys all just came around me. And, you know, it's funny. It's like I get, I get emotional even now just thinking back to it. But these guys, every one of them was like, hey, man, we still love you. It's cool. You got issues. So do we. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, and, and over the next couple of weeks, um, the most amazing thing was I started to realize these, these guys loved me unconditionally. My behavior had nothing to do with whether or not they loved me. And that was the first time in my life that I started to to believe that maybe God could love me the same way. Today on the show, Stephen Kewen, author of 10 Lies Men Believe About Porn. We are going to continue this conversation, and we're going to talk about uh, Stephen's story and the power that will actually change and that did change Stephen's life. We'll be right back after this. Sometimes all it takes to start believing in extraterrestrials is to have a couple of kids. Grace-based advice from Dr. Tim Kimmel on today's Family Matters Minute. There was a point on the calendar when my wife and I seriously thought aliens had taken up residence in our house. We wondered if perhaps we ought to invite Sigourney Weaver over for some parenting tips. Listen, kids can melt your heart with a simple smile, but they come with some onboard flaws to their nature that occasionally make you speculate as to whether or not they're human. Don't bother looking for the mothership hovering nearby. It's not there. They just have that little streak of Adam in them that makes you real glad God sent us all a Savior. He also gave you all you need to raise your kids well and have a lot of fun in the process. The Bible calls it grace. Helpful resources for your family, including information about Tim Kimmel's book, Grace-Based Parenting, is available at familymatters.net. Because of the way I was raised as a kid, my thought life and perspective of what I thought was normal concerning sexuality was completely distorted and wrong. Since coming to Seven Places, for the first time I've been able to witness what it is to have an accurate and honest view of sexuality and what is normal. I've been able to witness other men walking in a healthy manner the first time I'm seeing examples and learning how to properly and effectively love my wife for the first time. Um, a year ago, I was about to lose my wife and kids because of my distorted view of sexuality and what I thought was normal. This ministry has transformed my thought life and the way I not only view my wife, but also my relationship with Jesus. This ministry simply teaches us how to fall in love with Jesus, and as a result, other things in life fall into place. Seven Places Ministries is a Christ-centered, pastoral-led recovery ministry. For more information, please visit sevenplaces.org. Welcome back to the Dustin Daniels Show. And I have an apology to make. You know, for the past several months, I've been 
I've been sharing with you this God-sized dream about syndicating this radio show to hundreds of stations around the country. And by God's grace, it's, it's already being listened to in 80 countries around the world uh, via podcast and, and iTunes. And I've, I've been asking for your prayerful and your financial support in this God-sized endeavor. Well, I just found out last week that our donation page has not been working. <laughs> uh, so... For those of you who have tried to give to the radio ministry and you couldn't, please forgive me. I, I know there's nothing worse than trying to make a donation online and it taking forever or it's just not working. Now, the good news is that we have completely revamped our giving page and you can simply give by text as well. And either way, it takes less than 30 seconds to give now. All you have to do is visit DustinDanielsRadio.com. You're going to see the red donation button at the top right-hand portion of the website. Or you can simply text the number on your cell phone. And that number is 57682. Once again, 57682. Text that number on your cell phone. And in the body of the message, you want to type in seven places. Spell out the number seven, S-E-V-E-N. Places, P-L-A-C-E-S, all one word, and then hit send. Seven Places Ministries, by the way, is a Christ-centered, pastoral-led recovery and transformation center that specializes in sexual wholeness. I'm the founding pastor of the ministry, and Seven Places is what makes this radio ministry a reality. So once again, thank you so much for your prayerful and your financial support, and thank you for forgiving me for the the uh, the hassle with that donation page. Today on the show, Stephen Kewen, author of the book, 10 Lies Men Believe About Pornography, to visit uh, Stephen and his, his ministry. It's called Belt of Truth. You want to head on over to beltoftruth.com. And Stephen, before the break, we were, we were getting ready to talk about the power that actually changed your life and the power that you have found that will change other men's life as as well. And you, you wrote in your book that there's something about knowing that I don't have the power to actually change anything. Could you say more on that? Yeah. So, you know, we oftentimes we think that we have control of our lives, that, that we are strong enough to make changes and all that. And, you know, sure, we may find some success for for short periods of time, but when we're talking about significant life change and ultimately heart change, because that's what leads to lasting transformation, that's not something we can do on our own. That's something that Christ has to do within us. And But what happens is when you, when you hold on to that, when you try and make that happen on your own, it's like you're just spinning your tires in the mud, and you're going to waste all your energy, and you're going to fight it, and you're, when things aren't working out, it's going to get really frustrating because you feel like you're losing your only hope of, of any sort of progress. And so once you realize what it means to hand that over to God and to trust Him to make those changes, knowing that He's the only one that can, there's so much rest and freedom and just joy that comes from that. And all of a sudden, it's like you can just kind of sit there and and just let Him do the change in you, because ultimately that's the only thing that's going to happen. You know, and, and a, lot of, a lot of people say, well, isn't that just, you know, Giving up responsibility and saying, "Oh, I don't, I don't have to do anything," and uh, you know, 
no, it's not like that at all. I mean, we, we still have a responsibility to, you know, for our actions and things like that, but it's realizing that as far as heart change, the transformational stuff below the surface, that's something that only God can do in us. The title of your book is in, intriguing, and the 10 lies that men believe about porn, and and you also say something to the effect that just because a lie isn't true doesn't mean that it's not going to cause a lot of damage. And you and I, it seems like we believe these particular lies and many more lies uh, over 20 years of our, our life, and they did cause a lot of damage, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, like, for instance, one of the biggest lies that I believe um, was that God turns his back on me when I sin. Mm. And I would, I would, my typical response, every time I would give in and I would look at pornography, as soon as I was done, I would just feel so much shame. I'd feel like, you know, God had just turned his back on me and said, I can't believe you did that. You're such a terrible person. And I would internalize that. And, and I ended up sort of having this belief, and oftentimes I didn't even recognize it, um, but my belief was, I've got to clean myself up before God's going to accept me. You know, and that was that was clearly a lie. If you look in Scripture, you realize God loves us unconditionally. You know, He sent Christ to save us while we were still sinners. You know, and there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ. I mean, it's all throughout Scripture that God loves us unconditionally, even in that moment when you've just given in to sin. You know, and so, but the lie that I believed, even though it wasn't true, it still had tremendous effects on my life, because rather than running to God to allow Him to save me, I would run from God. I would be like Adam and try and hide. And, sure. And, yeah. you know, put on my fig leaf and pretend like I'm perfect. And it kept me from the one thing that was able to actually change my life, and that was God. Let's discuss the difference between changing a behavior and changing our belief. You say there's no point in trying to change a behavior when all that needs to actually change is our belief. Right, right, yeah, and and so I, I give the analogy um, in, in the book of you know say if you believe you have cancer, for instance, um, you let's say you've been given a false diagnosis and you believe you have cancer, but it's not actually true, and so you can you can change all or you can focus all your effort on trying to get healed from your cancer. You can go to doctors, you can get radiation and chemo, and you can try alternative methods and and all this stuff, and, I mean, you, you can fight that, that all you want, but is it going to bring any, any progress in your life? No, because you don't actually have cancer. It was a false diagnosis. The only thing that needs to change in your mind is the belief. If you get a second opinion and the doctor says, well, actually, you don't have cancer, and you believe that, then you don't have to do all the other things to try and, and find healing from it. And it's, it's the same with, with pornography. It's like we, we look at the behavior as, as being the issue, and we try and fight the behavior. We try and get Internet filters and bounce our eyes and all that stuff, which is all, all fine and well. Um, but ultimately, if your belief is wrong, if the root of your addiction is based in these false beliefs, like, you know, God turns his back on me when I sin, and, or you believe that you haven't been set free from sin by the work of Christ on the cross, you know, if that's the source of your addiction, all that needs to change is those things. And then all of a sudden you'll realize, yeah, I've got a filter on my computer, but I haven't even needed it for months because I have no desire to look at porn. <laughs> and that's such a, that is such a great feeling, Stephen. Thank you for pointing that out because, man alive, it is, it is such a joyous moment when you're walking in, 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 in holiness and you are 
seeking first the kingdom of God and realizing, wow, I'm I'm paying for a service I don't even need, and I'm going to keep it on there, but, but glory to God. Stephen Kewen has been my guest today. He has written a book called Ten Lies That Men Believe About Porn, The Lies That Keep Men in Bondage and the Truth That Sets Them Free in the Truth is Jesus Christ. If you want to know more about Stephen and his ministry, visit beltoftruth.com. For more on the radio show, you can visit dustindanielsradio.com. And let's remember what the Word of God says. The kingdom of God isn't just a lot of talk. It's living and living in God's power. That's 1 Corinthians 4.20. The power that is in the very name and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The Dustin Daniels Radio Show is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. This information is given with the understanding that neither the host nor the station is engaged in rendering counseling advice for your personal situation. If you need further help, we encourage you to seek the services of a Christ-based counseling professional. For more information on the radio show, visit DustinDanielsRadio.com.